Welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get your Bible and get ready to take some notes as we jump into another episode of the Mrs. Rev podcast with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, thanks for joining us today for the Mrs. Rev podcast. We're so glad that you are tuning in. Make sure that you share this podcast with somebody that you love because today is part two of Handle It with Magalis Love Griffiths. And we're so excited today to have her joining us. You can follow Magalis at Magalis Love on Instagram. And you can also follow them at Revival Today on Facebook. So make sure you grab your notebook, grab your pen, and join in today with part two of Handle It. So you unlocked early on, uh, like uh, self education. Oh yeah, basically, and and realizing, wait a second, like I can learn to do anything, and I feel like this is important because yeah. if people can get a hold of this, mm-hmm. they take the limits and the excuses away. Like oh my goodness, crazy, a hundred percent. You know, and so you just started to invest in. Okay, I know I want to be successful. I want to be successful for the Lord. So you just started like listening yeah. to this and Adalis is in ministry at this point right uh, in evangelism in yeah. with, with uh, Jonathan so. yeah she's traveling uh 50 weeks out of the year and so um they're on the go 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 and things are really starting to break open for them and I was listening to um this gentleman who said the you know you don't don't pray for an open door get in the door mm. and so if you want to work at a law firm then start by scrubbing toilets And so I thought that was very important to me. And then he said, then you create a, a position for yourself Mm -hmm. that you, they can't see the management and the staff can't see their lives without you. Yeah. So you add so much value that they can't see life without you. Mm -hmm. And so that was basically like, I took that as a word. And so then Adolf was explaining to me all of the different needs that they had and how she's really backed up in product sales and all of these different things. And I said, let me take that off of your hands. And she was like, I can pay you about a hundred dollars a week. Um, cause they were just basically like starting off too yeah. on their own. And I said, I'll take it. And so I basically took everything. Mm-hmm. Then I would have conversations with Jonathan where he was like, you know, I, I want to file for a 501c3 and I, and we're so we're, we need to do our taxes and we're kind of like stressed out about it. And like, and I said, I'll do it. And so I remember like those words coming out of my mouth and being like, I have no idea what to do, <laughs> but YouTube. Yeah. So then I would go and take a lesson on YouTube on how to file taxes, how to file personal taxes, how to file for a 501c3. And so which all of your law training probably had something to 100%. help, you know, help you in that. In fact, I had one of the lawyers, one of my connections look through the 501c3 before I had sent it off and she was wow. like this looks totally kosher, like mail it out. This is a great time for you to with with the climate at the time with the pol- political climate it was like the perfect time and so um yeah and and it was funny because all of those things really fell into place because towards the end of my stay at the law firm we were doing these things called gift tax returns and so there was like there was an element of like before i had never done filed a single thing of taxes in my entire life yeah. so it really is so important to like like where you're at in life that is a lesson 
for your future. And like, if you can just absorb it, if you can just take it all in, you're going to be using that in the future. I think of even Joseph in the Bible, you know, in Genesis, how he was every position that he was in, he gave his all to it and he was fully present knowing the vision God had for him in the future. But it it elevated him, his gift made room for him. And I think about that, like with your life, Mm -hmm. like every season, you could have easily complained. You could have went in with a bad attitude. You could have given like half of an effort, but you giving your all made room for your gift at another level. Yeah, and I had my moments. And it's okay to have those moments where you're like, I'm not seeing it. What's yeah. going on? I really do feel like those moments are like God-given moments for for you to, you know, you get to the point of like this like frustration that you you need to you need you know questions answered I love this because this is practical because if you're just listening to this you might think oh she's just skipping through roses Mm -hmm. until she Mm -hmm. saw it come to pass but this is where the power is because it teaches you to press through with perseverance and not screw everything up in those moments that you do feel a little pressure fact you know and and it's funny because when there's so many people that like so haphazardly throw around well God said God called me and I actually believe that when when God speaks that he actually spoke Mm -hmm. and I And the way that I believe it is by actualizing it in my life and by taking steps to see that word fulfilled. So if you're if you're given a word, if you feel like I'm called to the ministry, what are you doing about it? That's right. Because you're going to live a life of frustration your entire life if you don't pursue a thing that you feel like God has called you to do. And so I always knew that God had called me to do a thing, even though I didn't know what it looked like, how I would get there. Um, it was a really sloppy journey in the mm-hmm. sense of like, it didn't look like what everybody else thinks that you should go through. Yeah. You should go through four years of college. Then you get married. Then you, th- this, that, right. and then you get a small job. And it, it didn't look anything like that, in fact. And it was frustrating because there was, you know, I had to cut down ex- a lot on my expenses. There was a, you know, we didn't have TV. We had to downgrade. A, I sold my car because I had, I was at a, I was you know, I had a lease for my car. I sold it so that I could buy out outright a $400 hoopty mm-hmm. that I drove for yeah. a long <laughs> six years. <laughs> I drove that hoopty Audi yeah. around. And so it was just one of those things where you take, you know, the things that the world says that you should have take a back seat because you're focused on what mm-hmm. God says you should have. I like that. I and so that. to me, it was very integral to leave those things behind. Yeah. I could act rich. Or I could pursue riches. That's right. And and that becomes such a distraction. And then it ultimately, I feel like, becomes a stumbling block for you uh, pursuing and getting God's best for your life. Because right. you could have been like, I'm in a law firm. I'm having all these nice things. Why would I give that up? But, but really, the fullness and walking in his full purpose and plan for your life at that time you had to take a step back to walk in the fullness of what it was so you have to be willing to make sacrifices to fulfill what God's put into your heart and not get distracted by the fluff absolutely you know? and so the and that and that's so integral because I hear that as an excuse often well I have my mortgage that I have to so I can't give my life to you know full-time ministry because I have to pay for my mortgage and I don't see how those two fit and and the answer is you're right you do have to either get out of the mortgage and pursue ministry or you know, or just forget the ministry altogether. And having faith all the while that that's not it. Like when you, you can't outgive God. So like when you, when you sow that in faith and saying, I'm taking a step of faith, God will bring it back to you. Oh, 100%. Press down, shaking together and running over, girl. So so for me, I knew that I wasn't saying goodbye to those things. In fact, if you heard from my mouth, I would always, I mean, Abel and I were paying for dinners when we had $200 in the bank account for everybody because we knew that it, that was, that wasn't the end 
Yeah. That was this was just the pursuit of the riches. I could look rich or I could pursue That's the riches. Good. And so for me, it it took a step I had to take a step back and really budget and really kind of make room for this this uh what I felt God was doing in my life. This is so practical. And it was so hard. So it was so hard to show up when everybody's going to, you know, the Ritz Carlton. We got invited by a family and everybody's showing up in their Audi and their Mercedes and this, that and the other. And I'm showing up in the <laughs> no air conditioned, no heat, Audi. You know, I've been we had there. To I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I totally self parked. We were like, Abel, grab the bags, park it across the street at the uh, Marriott, and then we'll meet them there. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah. But then if you start, you know, but then when we would go out with them, they're pinching pennies. They, they uh, oh, well, we'll pay for our bill. Mm. You know, they're very, like, strict. They can't really do much with their money. And then you start realizing, okay, like, do you really are you really operating in wealth right. are you in a slave or, yeah, yeah yeah and so to me i would i even at that time i would much rather have less but be, be able to do more with my money yeah. than you know have more and be able to do less with my money um so yeah i had those those times of frustration but early on i i understood that frustration was the result of me asking the wrong questions wow that's so cool. why am i not there yet frustrated why don't I have this the, yet frustrated why don't I have a house yet I'm frustrated why don't I have a home church my goodness Abel and I had we were bouncing around from church always went to church on Sunday but bouncing around trying to find a good like church to go to I mean yeah. it was a detriment to our faith like we always you know we had to tune in to the live streams with Jonathan to to get anything type of like spirituality because yeah. most of that wasn't found in the area that we were in we had to literally drive an hour and a half to a good church wow. every Sunday um so then it was those kinds of things but I you know frustration sets in because you don't ask the right questions and so then how do you resolve frustration is asking the right questions mm -hmm. how do I get to have a house that's good how do i go about having that audi a sports 7 s7 2016 so i have my eye on that yes. now. it's like how do i do those things and then all of a sudden your brain starts to work and because when you start asking the wrong questions and when you start operating in a level of frustration I, frustration is healthy because it gets you to the point where all right let's do something about yeah. it and i feel like the lord allows those kinds of things those the frustration points so that you can do something about it that's so good i hope you're taking notes because this is so good just flipping it around from complaining when you're frustrated in that moment not looking at what you don't have and speaking into that and asking the wrong questions uh, but to ask the right questions opens up doors and brings understanding oh, and wisdom so I love this so take notes that's a good one to write down yeah so like asking the right questions how do you do that it really does uh, it reciprocates a response from your brain to do to okay. start dreaming to start thinking to start okay if I start selling this or if I do this then I can get this much amount which is a good down payment or I you know whatever it may be um just ask yourself the right the proper questions mm. and so I started doing that and I started saying okay like I have no idea like why I, I am not seeing what I want to see I want to see thousands of dollars come in every week I wanted to but, but we're not there yet so right now what can I do mm -hmm. and at that time what I had to do was all of this revival today today's stuff that that they didn't want to do or that they couldn't do because of time and I invested myself wholly into it mm -hmm. and I I would uh you know I 
I filed their taxes the best that I that I could. I went mm. above and beyond, you know, like the call of duty with every single scenario that they would bring forth to me. Well, what was I creating? I was creating a reality like I had heard in that that guy spoke. Um, he said, you know, you have to make sure that you you do things that they can't see a life without you. Mm. And so slowly but surely, I started creating that reality in my own life, like where I was taking more and more on for Revival Today, where now they can't see their lives without me. If yeah. if I decided to do so or if I decided to leave, then they would be really like at a, at a tough spot. Right. To and try to, to take up all of these, these, you know, responsibilities again, something that nobody really wants to do. No. And I, I know Jonathan calls you like the powerhouse Puerto Rican twins duo. <laughs> but, you know, I think of Second Corinthians and I wrote this down ahead of time because it made me think about like you and Adalis and where Paul's talking about like it's not it's not healthy to compartmentalize basically your calling and mm-hmm. to measure yourself against each other. He says that's not wise and you, you lack understanding because the understanding of they couldn't grow to the aspect that they're at without your gifting. But, but for somebody with your gifting, if you were always say, thinking that was insignificant in comparison to what they were doing, Correct. then you would be cutting yourself short and holding back, you know, what God wanted to do through you to bless and expand them. Right. Exactly. And that's why when, whenever some, whenever somebody starts at, uh, at like working for an evangelist or working for a minister, I always say like, which one do you want to be? The, 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 which one do you find more important, the foot or the eye? Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause you're needed. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, once you realize that you, you have a part to play in the operation, that you don't have to be the number one. Yeah. Things change. I love this because I feel like a lot of people, um, who are listening today are on fire for the Lord and they want to do something for the Lord. You know, whether you're at home with a a child right now or whatever that is, maybe you're uh, young and going into the ministry um, and understanding like that, that not everybody uh, to be called of the Lord or to love and serve God doesn't mean that you're going to be on a platform with a microphone in your hand and that God's going to use you uh, also. And and you don't always have to be that number one person. And there's power in getting behind someone else's vision. And I so appreciate, appreciate you bringing your all to get behind their vision and I've seen firsthand how it's expanded and the strength that it's brought to them mm-hmm. and so why don't you talk for a second about to that person that feels that calling and understanding that you don't always have to be the one on the platform fact I, I think that it's like you know let's let, let me put it this way like the number one guy at, at at Apple I don't know who it was Steve Jobs I'm not current with who who it is right now but say so so say steve jobs was number one the number two guy was is not doing too badly yeah right isn't that right yeah so anybody would kill to be the number two guy at 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 apple right right now and so in the same fashion like if you can just get behind someone say say you you know for a fact because i truly believe that people know their giftings Mm -hmm. so what how do i know my gifting what energizes you and if it if public speaking isn't one of them then you're not a public speaker i don't don't, like i don't understand why that's so hard to put together right you know for me what energized me was organization was admin work was um managing like i just loved it 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 produced so much energy and gave me so much life yeah and because i felt like i was i was good at it you know and so for me it was funny because i would you know get like a project and i'd be so excited and john would be like scratching his head like how is this bringing you any kind of excitement like that's so 
bizarre to me. He was like, that this kind of stuff depletes me. Right. And I would say to him, in the same way, preaching depletes me. Because also, in my youth, I was given opportunity to preach, just again, to just kind of like wet my feet and just try to see, if, like, maybe I like it, maybe I don't like it. It was horrible. It depleted me. I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours preparing it, and it still fell flat on the on its face. Yeah. And that was because that's not my calling. I'm out, outside of my calling. That's good. But then you you set me up to, to, you know, clean up an office, and I can do that in no problem. Yeah. And so just finding what you're good at, what energizes you, has a lot um, to do with what you're called to do. But then realizing that you don't have to be the forefront the 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 main guy Mm -hmm. you know there's there's the the brains of an operation and then there's the muscle again Mm -hmm. talking about the body like you need to have that See, that's why you wanted to be a doctor that's why you studied bodies (laughs) in the morgue at harvard's it all comes together y'all and so it's just one of those things where if if you you know the brain produces these thoughts but without or okay i can think i'm gonna eat this delicious cupcake but without my muscles to actually grab that cupcake and put it in my mouth to eat it Mm -hmm. It's useless, right? right? And so in the same way, like if people could just get a hold of that, mm-hmm. like you may not have all of the brains. Maybe you don't have clever ideas or maybe you don't have a gift that is going to set you apart like a speaking gift. Or if you're a, pa- you know, maybe you're not a pastor, you don't have a pastor's gift. Or maybe you're an associate pastor, you're not the lead pastor or whatever. What you need to do is to really focus on creating someone else's dream and making it come to pass. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening was that as the more I made their dreams come true, the more I created, like, uh, uh, made this revival today more official, the more that it expanded, inevitably I was expanding. Yes. So I reaped the result, the fruit of that. Yeah. And it's so, it's so messed up that people could think that, well, I need to start my own thing. I need to leave this church. And I feel like that's a thing nowadays, especially because the culture, like entrepreneurism is big and like this generation always wants to start their own business and that's all great. But Mm -hmm. in the body of Christ understanding, like not everybody, especially in the Facebook world where everyone can like quickly post a podcast or a Facebook live. 100%. 100%. And just because you, you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And so it's just like, it, you know, like honoring people. I mean, the, those kinds of things are just like so like missed now. But, you know, realizing that maybe if you don't have those things, you can make it happen for somebody else. Mm. And as you do, as like what Jonathan always says, that what you make happen for others, God will make happen yeah. for you. And it, it's interesting that the more they grew – the more I grew, yeah. the more they increased financially, I increased financially. Right. And so it's just, it's reciprocal. It's like I nobody ever loses. That's if right. you work in, in the like like as a body, if you work knowing that there's certain operations that you can do and certain operations that you can't do, you really understand the need for each other. That's right. You understand that there is there's you know there's a process of how things go and and there's a there's a dynamic that you know you can appreciate when when you come under someone that's good and in in the same fashion like even you know as as our church um we really believed that we needed to be here um abel and i and so we kind of blindly took took the move not really you know kind of still i was still dabbling in in revival today kind of thing just basically at home i was doing a lot of stuff from Mm -hmm. home we didn't have an office yet um and so we really took this leap of faith because we really needed to come underneath someone we understood that coming being 
underneath someone was so integral to our mm. life. And and sat, the, there's like a certain satisfaction that comes from, you know, aligning, you know, hitching your wagon, if you will, yeah. to to a visionary, to someone who has it together. Yeah. And so you benefit. It's That's never right. about like, well, I could do it better myself. Right. You know, like your people like that always lose and they're always suffering frustration and they're never increasing yeah. because they feel like oh, they're an island unto themselves. Yeah. But once you understand that like, you know, we're a team and we're the body of Christ, you can really excel and do extraordinary things. That's right. And it's interesting because a lot of people do think like, if I'm not that number one person, I'll never have the opportunity to speak. I'll never have the opportunity to, to influence. And so what I was doing back in the day, folding newsletters, ship, you know, doing all of that uh, by myself in my office, at my at home office, I, it doesn't it doesn't look glamorous. Right. It doesn't look like you're you're going to be an influencer of people. Yeah. By any means. But then it's like if you're if you're in when you're entrusted with little, God's going to increase That's you right. and give you more. Yeah. And so the the and it's funny because we always talk about it. It's not leaps of faith. It's steps of faith. Yes. And so you have to take steps of faith in order to increase. Yes. You know, you can't be a millionaire overnight. I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean, right. maybe that that there's one in a, a hundred million people that can that happens to. Yeah. But for the most part, you need to take steps into your calling. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, the more faithful you are with the little, the greater he's going to increase you. And I feel like, you know, for a lot of the people listening today, that's like a big burden off of their shoulders. Like, it's okay. Like, if I, if you feel called to ministry or to serve the Lord or you have a passion to serve the Lord, work within your gifting, your passion. Don't think that it has to. I've, I've met so many women. Like, I'm at home now with little kids, but I feel called to ministry. Like, how is this going to work out? Or, uh, you know, just walk in what God has for you today. That calling of ministry might not mean, it might mean that you're in front of people, but it might mean that you're behind the scenes doing something and that's okay yeah and you know you'll receive your reward from yeah. the lord and you're doing it unto the lord ultimately that's right to see his kingdom uh increase yeah. and, you, and you'll continue to flourish when you find that strength and walk in it fact so. and it's just like uh, and you know like it's limitless what god can do you know mm-hmm. so i feel like there's a lot of people who think that well you know i i can i, I don't know how i'm going to become a pastor you know i don't have any like history whatever start with children's church mm-hmm. you know spend time doing something like that and then before you know it, like you could potentially, what if you decided to become a children's pastor and then you grew the thing to where there's 1500 kids coming every yeah. Sunday. And then all of a sudden everybody wants to hear what you, how you That's did right. that. You know, you have to be where you're at and then be faithful with the little that he's entrusted. That's good. And so before you know it, I mean, it's like, it's the, um, it's just like an effect that it, it oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's the, the, I can't remember, but there, it's just basically like, um, it starts off little and then it increases. And before you know it, you're increasing at a capacity like the, that the you compound like, effect. the compound effect. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, it starts off with little. And then before you know it, you make little tweaks, little changes. And then a year chain goes by two years go by and you're not nowhere near to what you were back in the day, That's right. you know? And so I, I praise God that, you know, we're not where we used to be, but even where we used to be didn't seem like a bad spot. No, it was in God's timing. Because it was it all was. in God's timing. And I think about like today at Revival Today, like all the broadcast, all of the, the call center, like you played a, a big part in that. And just understanding that that not only will Revival Today, is, as far as evangelist Jonathan and Adalis receive a reward for that, but everybody who puts their hand towards that will receive and a reward. And every person that I hire, 
Uh, yeah. I always say that those souls are accounted to your account. Yeah. Because the more excellent that you do things, the more people you reach inevitably. So if you drop the ball on a, on a broadcast, that broadcast could have affected someone going through something, you know, like it's, it's, it's a, it's very, it's very, uh, very unique thing that we do mm -hmm. very tender like yeah. it's it means so much to every person that works at revival today because they they realize that they're what they do in, day in and day out affects souls yeah it, it affects people's eternity right. and so the more that we do that in with that in mind it changes the way that you view things yes and that's the reason why we've been able to move so quickly right. is that you know i i learned early on um after i officially became the first employee for revival today mm -hmm. that i needed to move forward yeah if you want to grow you got to keep just keep growing yes. if you want to be big keep growing and i love it because you never said no you never said i don't know how you knew you were serving never. the lord you were serving them that was your assignment so yeah. whether they wanted to publish a book start a broadcast Everything, yeah. uh, a tv uh show whatever it was you just made you handled it Fact. you made it happen you, you make a way yeah you know you do what you what you want to do i think ultimately in life you make room for what you want to yeah. do and so there's never any anytime somebody says no to me that's the worst thing that you can say yeah. to me don't say no to me that you can't do it because I know full well I've walked it myself that you can do it so it might require more work then say it will require more yeah. work but it's possible just that's don't right. say no that's right. and so to me I never said no to them um even early on you know they would say can you do this can you you get can you like we want to write a book how do we do that I'm like I got it all covered I've got it all figured out even though I didn't yeah. And so you just kind of like figure it out. You do what you have to do to make, you know, excuse is another word for disobedience. Yeah, that's good. And so with me, it was like if I had so so, so much weight to what I do is that if it, if it doesn't get accomplished, souls are at stake. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody says no to me, I would I would act like that's the enemy. Yeah. You know, so if they initially when we had um, Jonathan Hurd to go on TV, he, we were just getting no's left and right. No, he's too he's too loud. No, he speaks in tongues. No, no, no. And I would literally spend my day calling 300, literally 300 different stations, wow. leaving messages, trying to contact somebody that would, would air the program because I really believed that like, no, God said, so we're going to do. Yeah. Whatever, whatever comes our way, it's going to happen. That's good. And so slowly but surely, we got the first you know station to, to air us yeah. then one station became three stations wow then three stations became six stations and then it just grew from there and so never never taking no as as a as an answer if you feel like god has actually called you to do something and to me that has been something that has really formed and shaped who i've been who i am yeah. as a worker within revival today and it's something that like i can like you know spread to the 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 people our staff right it's like you don't say no Whatever needs to get done, you get it done, come hell or high water. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, so let's take a minute and talk about uh, behind-the-scenes Megalis. We know that you are just amazing in everything that you set your hand to do, business, uh, ministry. So let's talk about motherhood. Yes. So uh, in the midst of running this uh, huge, what's become a huge ministry huge, yeah. uh, with employees. Now, how many employees do you have? 13 total. 13 Including employees. Yeah. Wow. So, and you have two babies. So let's talk about the reality of a working mom. Just kidding, we just ministry. hired two more. 14, 15, 14, 15, 15, 15 employees. Yeah. 15 employees. Hired two so. more this week. Yeah. Wow. So, yes. That's amazing. So how, how I've been 
mommy. How you been mommy? You know, you had this ministry successful mm-hmm. and then you had babies. And I know like just to be real, ladies on the Mrs. Rev podcast, you know, there's that always that pulling of uh, the the or. And it doesn't have to be or. It can be and. and right. But but you have to learn to combat that and really walk in and through that with victory to not always be succumb to that mommy guilt. And, you know, so that so, mommy guilt is real. It's real. So you Ooh. deal you deal with mommy guilt every now and yes, again. Yes, of course. Um, but I think that like, you know, with I was so developed in or I enveloped in revival today that I really wasn't able to focus on much else. And so it actually took um, this African woman who called me and said, why, why you have no babies? And I remember <laughs> being like, well, I have so much going on, you know, like I have to sleep and then I have to work. And basically that was it. And so she was like, no, I have fi- five kids and I put myself through uh, a doctorate. And while having like all of these five kids and stuff. And I also kept like a ministry with my husband. So she was like, she basically said like, you have no excuse. You need to start a family. Wow. So we waited until like we were seven years of marriage to have Anna. And that was through a wrench in the whole system. Let me say. Yeah. And I know that you walked me off the ledge a couple of times because <laughs> it was, it was really intense for me. I didn't know what I was doing. There were so many like, I was so used to being confident in in my choices and mm-hmm. then with a child when you don't really you can't reciprocate like emotion like it's just crying yeah and then that's it like she, she can't tell me what's wrong I have right. to figure it out and yeah. it's just like it was really intense for me for a cu- several months because it was it was like the not knowing you know and I right. was like so good at a lot of things that I felt like the, here's one thing that I can't like answer for card. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. why she's crying you yeah. know and I remember calling you and you were like just relax <laughs> she's not gonna die and I remember that spoke to me so you'll Thank never God. even understand <laughs> because I, it was like in my mind I felt like even though I didn't vocalize it I was like I'm gonna break her I'm gonna oh, wow. I'm gonna kill her like that was basically my fear I was like this this overwhelming thing like I have no idea how she's gonna make it because she doesn't talk yeah and so um you know, you know, like the mommy thing and working like one of the the best things that I could have done was to get around other mommies that have already done it and yeah. ask questions. Like, again, you can't be an island unto yourself and try to figure everything out. That's you right. have to be vulnerable at times. You and can't pretend like you have it all together. No, yeah. because you're going to be it's it. That's suicide. That's, yeah. You're just going to you're and you're and you're just going to stop yourself from from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like the more real you can be with yourself to others the better you're off like I have no I don't have this figured out can somebody help me and and if you're listening today like even other women hearing you say that, that you've had to combat mommy guilt oh, like facts. is a huge relief to them yeah you know? yeah I, I mean it's and it's still something that happens like I should can't you know like in my mind I'm like well I, I really miss my kids today today I had to work 12 hours but you know like that that stinks like I could have cooked dinner for them but here I am at work yada yada you know you can get so caught up in those those moments that you really miss out like you know you'll be there that that is the the place of like no return where we Mm -hmm. call it circle talk where you don't really get anywhere it's just like uh you it just you go round and round in frustration round and round in guilt because you can never really you're 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 almost like you're guilty at work because you feel like you're not giving it all at work and then you're guilty at home because you don't you don't give it all you're all at home. And meanwhile the enemy's like, "Yes, I'm going to have a heyday." Hey day. This, 100%. So. so, if you can it's all about balance and mm-hmm. boundaries. And so I know that every morning I have my mornings with my kids. So I'll make them breakfast, I'll yeah. spend time, quality time with them, and then we'll head over to grandma's house. I'll drop them off and then I'll work from the the time the broadcast starts until probably like six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'll allow for some type of personal time, like twice a week, I'll go to the gym during those times, my working hours. And that's okay, too. Like, I feel like that's important in the whole mommy guilt thing is realizing, like, just because you're at work all the time doesn't mean that you can't have personal time. Like, work time doesn't equate to Magala's time. And having Magala's time doesn't mean you're a bad mom. Facts. Or a bad worker. Yeah. Everything gets done. And everybody is happy, including me. Yeah. For first and foremost, first and foremost, I am happy, which right. is like the the key to everything. Is the if you're miserable, the kids notice that. Yeah. If you're miserable, your staff notices that. Right. So the more happy that you can remain, and the more consistent that you can be, the better you're off on all levels, yeah. on all accounts. So it's just um, it's finding that balance and finding. Uh, you know, and, and hearing the, the right, the right voices, always about the right voices. Yeah. You can constantly be down on yourself, but you, you can also say, wow, my kids get to spend time with grandma. Yeah. There's so many people that don't even have a grandma, right. you know? And so you just switch it up like that. That's you know, right. if it, like it's all about perspective. That's right. And the enemy can rob you of the moments that you do have to engage with them. If you're continually like beating yourself down and feeling right. bad about yourself. So, so yeah, so overcome it, walk confidently, embrace the grace to be whatever God's called you to be. Some of you are stay at home moms. Some of you are working moms and realizing that there's not a right or a wrong like not to judge each other Facts. but to encourage each other to be the best that we can be and really walk in that grace and realize that you can do both you can you know walk in your calling and I feel like it's important for your children to see you walking and fulfilling the That's purpose right. of God yeah. for your life oh, 100%. and um, and to know that they you know yes they're a ministry your number one ministry but but the Lord has called you and gifted you to be a blessing to revival today oh, and, and to see that and so it's not an or it's it's no, an and fact. So. Fact. And they, the kids come to, to work with me every now and then. And I like to do that like once a month about uh, once a month so that they can see what mommy does. That's good. So that I'm at work. I'm helping people. You know, we're delegating. We're doing this. We're doing that. And they notice. I think a lot of times we think that like these kids are just, oh, they'll, they'll figure it out when they're like 16 and 17. And by then they're, it's too late yeah. for you to have a voice in their life. Right. And so the more that you can speak to them and say, okay, mommy's going to go to work and this is what mommy's going to do. They understand that and yeah. they're happy for you. That's right. And it really does, um, you know, it forms who they are and yes. their character. That's like right. that she gets so stoked when she sees me on, on the broadcast. Like that's she, amazing. my mom watches it. And so she gets so happy to see, <laughs> oh, that's my mom, you know, right. that kind of thing. And then it, she'll talk about what I talked about during the broadcast later on in the night. That's so Like, good. it's just like so, so, awesome. so, so precious, so but you can have both. Yes. It's not, or it's, that's right. And as I'm sitting here looking at you with this fabulous eyeliner on, you know, ah. you're, you're hearing the podcast. And of course, if you know Magalish, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But she's like so brilliant and so such a hard worker and yet so fashionable. And if you know Magalish, you have an Instagram uh, uh, outlet where you yeah. do makeup. So I what do. is that about? Is that a hobby? Is it just something I, fun? It's really taken off. Yeah, it really has. And I feel like I, I, I should probably give it more time because I feel like it could go somewhere. I think that I have ever since YouTube started there was these tutorials for makeup yeah and initially it started off with a handful of women doing these tutorials now it's um, the majority of the tutorials that I'm watching online on YouTube are men doing makeup so um so I thought what there's there is such a gap in Christianity and then women taking their rightful place in whatever it is that they endeavor to do whatever your passion is and so to me I love makeup I think it's it's that that's my that morning time that's me time you know and I need that me time you yeah. know and it, it helps me to think about the rest of my day as I'm doing it I'm very relaxed when I'm yeah. doing it I just love doing it and so to me I saw there was a this big gap in um our society where you know 
why aren't Christian women influencing in these areas, Mm -hmm. in the areas of fashion, in the areas of makeup and, and whatnot? So I felt like there was a need for you know, something that was wholesome and hearty, not full of like cussing or sexual innuendos mm-hmm. all the time. I right. mean, those, a lot of those YouTube channels, that's how they get their, their viewers. It's right. just, they're funny, haha, but they're foul. Mm-hmm. And so why doesn't someone step up to the game and then do something like that for Christian girls, you yeah. know, and, and Christian women. And so I kind of started doing it just kind of like, haha, cause it was it, like fun and interesting to me. Yeah. And so that was the whole reason why I did it. And so it kind of like took a life of its own. And yes. so, uh, it's been really fun to do that, but there's, I, I definitely feel like there's certain things are that are up my sleeve about pursuing it a lot more intensely and then having a lot of fun with it. That will be, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. So, <laughs> Magala, she does uh, the makeup editorial for our L Journal and she does a fabulous job. So, and you can also follow her on Instagram at Magalis. Is this still Magalis Love? Yeah. I, I just hit Magalis and it pops up. So, <laughs> at Magalis Love. And um, also they are hosting, Revival City is hosting Bomb Business of Ministry mm-hmm. uh, to train in ministry. If you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I wish I could hear more about that, you can join them for Bomb. Join her on Revival today uh, to, to uh, connect. Um, how often do you do the broadcast? I usually am on with Kicking It With Mags. I'm basically on every single day. Every day. And then um, once Adoss will be going back on, it'll be more like three times a day okay. with the podcast. Wow. So, yeah. Amazing. Super so fun. Super woman, super yeah. mom. So <laughs> walking in her gifting and calling. As we close out today's session, is there anything else that you would like to share with the women listening today? Um, I think that one of the things that was really heavy on my mind was just the power of like self-love and I think that that would help so many different people because what is stopping you from being your best you what is stopping you from pursuing your dreams Mm -hmm. and a lot of times when we vocalize it it has something to do with what how we're feeling about ourselves and so one of the things if I can like leave you with this is like find out who you are in Christ yeah find out what the word says about you how much he loves you, what he gave for you. And then things are going to really change. Once you start valuing your life, once you start slapping on some makeup and just giving your your best foot forward, putting your best foot forward, (laughs) you're really going to see things change in your life. You just got to handle it. You just got to handle it. And most of the boundaries that you put on are the ones that you put on yourself. So once you learn to take Yeah, and it really would be 100% of the boundaries are the ones that you've created in your mind. Yes. You become unstoppable. One unstoppable Unstoppable. with a beautiful lip gloss, (laughs) fabulous eyeliner. That's right. That's right. Okay. And some Spanx. You are unstoppable, girl. Yes, you are. (laughs) Well, it has been such a joy. Thank you for joining us today for the Mrs. Red Podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. I love you dearly. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, if you enjoyed it, if it was beneficial to you, share with a friend and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev podcast. Once again, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a review and a rating. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.